Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. at R. Kelly's house. Yeah, and I could take the picture from the basement. And Mm -hmm. no, something came up on Time Hop yesterday. My my dear Jules, my husband, was on the A-train platform about four years ago, and I saved this video, apparently, where a random stranger peed, just walked over and peed on his foot. And then he sat back down again, and then my husband took out his phone and decided to videotape the man (laughs) as he went over to him and said, hey, He did like a selfie video and my husband was like, well, hey, everybody, I just want to introduce you to the guy who peed on me. And he went over and took video of this guy. He's like, peed on my foot and started to sing a song about peeing on his foot. (laughs) And the guy was just smiling like it was an average. I I did. I peed on you. I definitely peed on you. I've got to find that video now in the bowels of my phone and share it with the good people of the Internet. Anybody who didn't who wasn't friends with me four years ago was missing out. Um, speaking of my jewels, I wanted to tell you something that just made me laugh this week. So, so, uh, I've been trying to TM myself. Excuse me? I've been TMing all over myself. Transcendental meditating myself. Well, I'm trying. Now, I did not take the class yet, Mm. but I am, because I don't believe in the paywall that is as extreme as this. I buy, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks to learn a system of meditation. I'm fine with that, but mm-hmm. I I can't. I don't have twelve hundred bucks to give to the good people to tell me how to be mellow. I've been trying to do this my whole life. <laughs> I I can't. I've spent too much money on therapy to try to justify that. So I've been looking up a lot about it, and you know they have a mantra. It's sort of mantra meditation, which is not a new concept. But I found a list of the mantras online. And the mantras seem to be specific to the age and whatever. And anybody who actually does TM right now is listening to me telling me I'm a dick. Like, I'm going off on my own, and I shouldn't be trying to meditate without somebody present. I'm going rogue. So, but we've been talking about it a lot at our house. So it's all, I think there's something to the meditating 20 minutes twice a day. I think there is something to whatever that is. Well, I'm try- I have to get up very early in the morning and meditate before the day starts. And then the mid-afternoon meditation, I fall asleep. That's a problem. Mm. When you're like borderline narcoleptic, it's dangerous. Is it meditation or is it sleeping? I think it's sleeping. But I do find it <laughs> funny that the people that we saw <clears throat> at the TM place, along with the people that hang out, at the Scientology place have something in common, which is they both look like they're one bullet away from blowing their own fucking brains out. <laughs> and they do look like they spend a lot of time at Chico's. A- and that they are they cut each other off. I think what happens when we get into meditation, I think what Carol's trying to say is, <laughs> it's, it's like, true. fuck. <laughs> Apparently we need 10 more minutes. Jim, Jim, 10 more minutes. The mantra's not working. It's not working. What is your mantra? Fuck, 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 fuck. Asshole, asshole, Killer, 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 killer. Death, 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 death. So yeah, that's the idea is that you repeat the mantra over and over again, and then you're thinking so much about the mantra that you stop thinking about the horrors of everyday life. And 
<laughs> so I looked it up and I sort of found a mantra and I you know, doing that. It's it's supposed to be a nonsense sound that you have no connection to so that your brain doesn't latch on to it. So if you're not like love, 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 I have no love, had no love, no love when I was a kid, you know, so it doesn't make you go spiraling off and connect to a thought. Mm. And <laughs> And everybody who does TM is very private about whatever their mantra is. Okay. So they assign you that mantra and then they do not talk about it. It's like fight club. So it's like lockdown. So of course, I tell this to my Jules and he decides to go off, to go beyond Rogue and create his own mantra that he can connect with. And okay. then of course, because he's my Jules, tells me what the mantra is. Tell me what it and is. And of course, because I'm me, I make fun of him oh, great. for the next three days. I'm a supportive wife. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I just tried to do some of that TM. So, you know, I uh, I just did my word over and over again. And uh, are, are you married to a little rascal? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Okay. Have you seen his hat collection? I am. All right. Yeah. So, so I, I did my word over and over again. I said, what's your, what's your mantra? And he goes, pating. <laughs> what's wrong with that? It's just that the mantra he picks sounds like a comic book sound. It's like, bam, zoom, pablamo. Zoom is like the sound of a ricochet. Correct. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was supposed to be something a little bit more supportive than, than, <laughs> than some kind of um, Foley sound effect. Exactly. exactly. thought to be sweet, like, sweet. you're in the hands of Jesus or <gasps> your or, love is light. Or like, Something that had a little bit more heft to it, like a Nam-yo-ho-renge-kyo, speaking of Tina Turner. Yeah, thank you. Nam-yo-ho-renge-kyo. Thank you, Jackie. Nonsense word. <laughs> well, something old with like a little more depth to it, like a, like a little more vowels or something. But the idea of him trying to relax and going, pating, 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 was all I to, needed. Well, maybe you don't have to do it that quickly. With the, I think he does do it that quickly. Well, you don't know. He's meditating. Should we ask? How quickly do you say pating? Do you go pating? No. No, I thought not. Okay. Well. It's not as fast as See, but not far off. <laughs> I'm trying to help out. Pating, pating. Because I have less respect for you as a man. What was that like? What's his name? Jimmy <laughs> Coogan or something like that? Oh, the, yeah. It's the, whoever Charlie Chaplin's little the, sidekick Jack was. Coogan. Jackie ja Coogan. Oh, hey, hey, I'm Jackie hey. Coogan. That's all right. I've been raped by everyone on the MGM lot. Nam your but whole okay. I've been smoking cigars since I've been one and a half. I've that's been right. passed around the MGM that's lot. Right. I've fucked everybody here. I haven't even gotten to kindergarten yet. I've Look been at passed around like a blunt at a party ah, in shucks. Harlem. When he first time he has sex, ah oh, shucks, that was good. <laughs> well, gee golly, Willikers, I didn't know it was gonna end like that. Then when he's like fifty five, his wife is like, "Can you please stop talking like that? It's really, <laughs> really weird." Can you stop saying gee golly, Willikers every time you you yeah. arrive? <laughs> yeah. Look at me being you, a woman, all of a lady, all of a sudden arrive. When you have arrived. Yes. Um, hi, I I'm jumping in. Are you ready? I am so ready. I'm asleep. I'm jumping in with two feet and my nose blocked. All right. I still block my nose when I jump into a lake or a body That's of weird. water. That's not adult. I haven't really figured out how to blow out my nose yet when I go in the water. I don't understand this concept. I don't understand how people can't figure this out. 
Well, I it's do really it every now difficult. and then. It's like don't inhale when you're underwater. You just don't do it. But listen to me. Can I defend myself? If I dive head first and I dive, I'm fine. But if I jump in feet first, right. we're talking about physics and everything is going up while I'm going down. I have never once had to hold my nose jumping into any body of water ever. Well, la di da, aren't well, you special? Haven't well, I don't you think I'm special. I think out. I'm just part of the 98% of America or the world. That well, pating pating, look at you. Well, look at me. No, I don't think that you're in the majority. I've seen a lot of people block their nose when then they jump dumb. into then bodies you know of water. Then you a lot of fucking stupid people. Oh, well, I'm related to them all. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hell, hey, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy <laughs> advice podcast. That's um, Patrick with with TB, but I am one of your hosts, Nick Nolte. And I'm Jenny Jones. And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I Can hear I it? hear it? Oh, one remember. Death. Who was that? That was Liza. Oh my god! And right after she sang that, she passed out dead, and they had to defibrillate her on the stage of the Palace Theater. <laughs> Isn't that just lovely? Liza. <laughs> That's because she stepped on a live wire in the middle of it. <laughs> you can't kill Liza. You can't kill. Her. David Guest came up from behind her and grabbed her ass for that last note of like, Lady Strange. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, I thought you were Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, is that you? Oh, I wandered in the wrong theater. I want to play something funny for you. Speaking of people saying inappropriate things and not knowing they're saying sure. it, I just got to play. Uh, so my mother right now was in the beautiful state of New Hampshire, you know, where Nashua is. What? According to you. Remember you read the article no. from Nashua and you but mispronounced I'm... it and I made fun of you? Oh, I'm really so fucking sorry. She's uh, giving me a tour of what's happening up New Hampshire right now. Everything is pretty well but listen to the last words. It's still more to come, but it's very pretty. And the sun is out way in the distance, you can see. She's narrating the video. Look at my burning bushes. <laughs> I think that's why we have an explicit rating. And this is why <laughs> the children cannot listen to it. My mother just said, Look at my burning bushes. <laughs> wow. Where do anyway, you go from there? I anyway. Well, we should talk about where everyone can find us. Well, hey, we are bringing you new school advice to old school problems, taking a peek back, glancing over our shoulders, lifting up the couch cushions, and finding an old Jolly Rancher, and some advice columns from newspapers of the days gone by, dear Abby and Landers. Maybe one of these days we'll go back and look at another person, but I don't know. I like mm. I like our girls too much sometimes. Me too. I'm very attached. So, um, yeah. This week we are discussing what? Sports. Something Sports. we know nothing about. Sports. But before we dive in, I just want to tell us where you can find us. Tell us. It's already begun. Tell Hello, me. Saturday morning. Tell Let me, me tell where you I can find myself. Where you can find yourself on all of your social media platforms at Dear Pod Official, 
Tell them about our website, Piatti. www.dearpodofficial.gmail.com. No, not at gmail.com. That's where they can oh email God. us. Oh, shit. Dearpodofficial.com, damn it. And scratch the www. We don't need <laughs> the triple dubs anymore. You are an old man who is still using a Commodore 64, and I'm very concerned. I, what's a Commodore 64? You never had a Commodore 64 growing up? I never had a computer growing up. This was like the My original My dad worked for computer. Xerox, and we didn't have a computer nor a typewriter. Well, he didn't want to bring his work home with him. For 30 years. That's boy. What a Luddite. That's good. Lean in. People like, doesn't your dad work for Xerox? Do you have like a copyright at your house? I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. What if like fucking Judy Burnley, the well, fucking copier? Your mother had like eight kids. She was, a, she was a human copier at yeah. home. That's the closest that you got. The thing is, by that eighth copy, though, not yeah. so good. That, by that eighth the copy, ran out. the print starts to get a little bit fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Time to change the cartridges, I thought Mary. you were going to say funny. <laughs> if no, you know what I mean. No, okay. but no. no. So, yes, you can find our website, dearpodofficial.com, and email us your advice questions, which we love getting. Now you can tell them what the email address is. Can you handle it? Patty, can you handle it? What? Marky. What? Can you handle it? Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. That a boy. We got it out sooner or later. So, yes, this week's theme is the topic that we know nothing about. Sports. Sports. We don't know anything about babies, nothing about religion, and definitely nothing about sports. Sports. I'm very dis- excited to discuss this. I'm decided. Yep. I am very decided to discuss this. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Did you play sports growing up? I did. And here's the list of sports that I played. Uh-oh. Lacrosse. I played intramural soccer, which is indoor soccer. I feel like you'd be a good soccer player. Not so good. In- indoors, sort of. I wasn't a very athletic person. Then I played regular soccer outdoors in grade school and high school. Not very great. Um, played intramural basketball, which I liked. Wasn't very good. Water polo, which I liked. Water polo, you bougie bitch. Wasn't very good. Um, who who, and, who offers up water polo? You didn't go. Oh, you went to like Catholic school, right? Correct. You went to a place where you had to pay to get in the doors. Correct. And we had a championship water polo and swimming team, but I was just on water polo. But as I've mentioned before, I had a belly foot full of potato salad. So and you couldn't kinda, lift up off the ground? It's really, we had an exercise where you had to do, you had to um, tread water <gasps> and then you had to tread water with your hands over your head. Then you had to tread water with a folding chair over your head. Excuse and I'm, me? And I'm not talking about the present day folding chairs, which are like air, because they're plastic. These are the old school metal and wood folding chairs. Medicine now, balls weren't available to you? There was no other option? I sank like a goddamn stone. <laughs> I, I had potato salad in my belly, and I never had worked out. And all I know is that I thought, I think that's when I died once, trying to- <laughs> And then like, they just up. left you to float in there. I mean, I didn't really, I made the team, but I didn't make the team. Like, How did you anybody make that team? You're because asking you're, a lot of high schoolers. Because of all the people that, you know, were in great shape. Really? There were that many people in great shape that they could, you have to tread yeah. the entire game. Yeah. What yeah. a horrifying sport. Yeah. I would drown in two seconds, but we know that I am not very good in the water. No, you're not. No. But I wanted to, the thing is I wanted to be good at all these things. I just wasn't. I know. You just, sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. I was on the swim team for one day. Oh. I went through this period in a, in the winter sports 
where I was on every team for one day until I was like, maybe I should just do theater. Mm. I was on the swim team for one day and I would get to the shallow end and I would walk and move my arms thinking that nobody could see me walking through the clear water. No, that's dumb. Uh, I played basketball for a day mm. and then I got the wind knocked out of me because that's all we did when we were kids was get wind knocked sure. out of us. Uh, and yeah, I was on the softball team with that coach. I feel like I say that because I feel like I've told you this story with a coach that was on American Gladiators. Yes. Yeah. And she told me, and I, I was first base and she kept playing the other girl and I was like, yeah, am I going to play first base? I was in high school, but my voice was much higher I then. Yes. Uh, can I play first base this week? And she said, like you're going to sit Coogan on the bench was- and do what you do best entertain the girls. And then she picked me up over her head and cracked me in half and threw me over the fence. And that's when you started up. We've got Canadian. Didn't you want to punch Kit in that movie? I was like, stop whining. You mean? Um, Lori Petty. Yeah. yeah. No, I love Lori Petty. <gasps> you like, wait, the actress or the character? Both. Really? I, I thought I thought she was perfect for what she did. I agree with that. I agree with, I don't think there was one thing wrong with A League of Their Own. Nothing wrong. But the only I, thing that I thought was wrong was the, the voices at the end. Oh, to, to match the voices to the other actresses? Oh, I loved that touch. Or when people were like talking, but they weren't saying anything. <laughs> Wait, you know, what? Just like talking when? with their eyes. Like, mm, 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 oh, you mean mm. the overacting of the Gina Davis older version? Yes. Oh, but I still love her. I was her. like, I am Look, out. it was a tall order for the casting director to find somebody with a jaw as bold as Gina Davis, 40 years her senior. Okay, well. I can't wait to play Marla Hooch when it comes to the stage, who I really would actually be genuinely, if they if they ever made that into a musical, I'd be gracefully and grandly, gracefully and grandly. There's my role. There should be two eyebrows, not Thin one. Thin and separate. What do you recommend? A lot of night games. <laughs> See, I already have this job, already done. Um, but who wants to watch a musical about women playing baseball? Who wants to watch a show about women doing anything? <laughs> oh. uh, what do you say? Let's dive in. What Let's do, do you some say stuff. to taking chances? What do you say? I love this song. I don't know what it is. It's Taking Chances by Celine Dijon. Oh, Celine Blue Dijon. Uh, don't sidebar. I don't know what this is, but we've got to find it. When I was searching through things, uh-huh. I came upon an ad. Ann Landers booklet, Nuggets and Doozies. That's disgusting. Has I just flushed <laughs> one. I just dropped a nugget and a doozy at the same time. <laughs> Has everything from the outrageously funny to the poignantly insightful. Send a self-addressed long business size envelope and a check of money order for $5.25 to Nuggets, care of (laughs) Ann Landers, P.O. Box 11562, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. I I feel like we should find Nuggets and Doozies. That was expensive. Well, I mean, you got to pay a lot of money for a Nugget and a Doozy. I'll say. Much less multiple. So Nuggets and Doozies. Nuggets and doozies and nuggets and doozies. Nuggets and doozies and a steamy number (laughs) doozy. Number (laughs) doozy. Today was just nuggets for me, but later in the afternoon, after I go to Washaka Cafe and have two taquitos, 
I will be dropping a doozy. Washaka. Washaka. All right, I'm going to start us off Ooga, chaga, with the Ooga, Ooga, Wisconsin State Journal, Sunday, September 4th, 1966. Ooh. Lippy mother bothers first baseman. She never buries the lead, does she, with the titles of her articles? No. no. The picture is fantastic, though. Not she Anne. looks definitely like she's had a handle of vodka before noon. Dear Ann Landers. Oh, this is a kid. Oh, shit. I'm going to use my uh, Jackie Coogan voice for this one. Are you ready? <laughs> all right. Well, you've been doing it all day. I know. Dear Ann Landers, please fix up my letter so it will be good enough for the newspaper. I need help awfully bad. I play on a ball team and my problem is my mother. She drives me to all the games. If I am taken out of a game and a substitute is brought in, my mother goes over to the manager and swears at him. She also cusses out the kid who takes my place, and of course his mother doesn't like that very much. I'm afraid the manager is going to get fed up with my mother and pull me out of the lineup altogether. Please tell me what to do about this problem. Signed, Nervous First Baseman. Dear Nervous, I have never known a kid to change his mother, so I am not going to suggest that you try. Don't worry about the manager throwing you off the team. I'm sure he understands your problem, and he will not punish you for something that is not your fault. Maybe one of these days the manager will get fed up with your mother and throw her out of the ballpark, which might not be a bad idea. And I like that the mother cusses like that. out the kid that takes his place. What are you doing taking my son out of the game? And who are you, first baseman, you asshole? <laughs> I'm only 12. I don't care. I'm not fucking talking to you, dick. You belong on the bench and my son belongs in your spot. Your dad's a lousy lay. Holy shit. I need to get back <laughs> in the car. Jimmy, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I'm sorry, everybody. All right, all right, everybody, everybody. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Sunday. We got to go to church. I left the orange slices and the Capri Suns out <laughs> yeah, here. I, gotta I just go. got to get my everyone, kid in the Everybody and everybody, everybody in the car. Everybody in the car that says my kid is an honor student. Hurry, hurry. Everybody in. <laughs> I said too much. <laughs> I said too much. My breaking for Jesus. <laughs> so much for that Jesus fish. <laughs> I love a good, uh, you know, the, the parents that get really into the games. My father, oh, here's a fun story. My father is a baseball coach, has been a Babe Ruth baseball coach for the majority of my life. A Babe Ruth? Babe? My 27 years on this Did you earth. say a Babe Ruth baseball coach? Yeah, Babe Ruth is the league. Not the actual man. He well, didn't coach Babe Ruth. He's not that well, old. You make it seem like I know what the hell that is. Yeah, he told he, Babe Ruth sits down with he's my a father. Babe, he's a Babe. What is this like the the Mormon Church? It's, it's like, like little. My league. father sat down and heard uh, voices from Babe Ruth. <laughs> and told then he me delivered how to coach, the message. And he delivered to the message to all these children. I just like the visual of my father trying to coach Babe Ruth and being like, "So what you want to do is point over there." Kid, point over to the green monster and aim for that. And they're going to love it. The green monster. Someone might want to take a shower. Oh, this is, <laughs> no? there's so much we don't know. That is, the green monster is from Fenway Park. You and I need to do a road trip to Boston. I'm okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm We've good. got beans I've and chowder. Well, if you want the car to smell like <laughs> beans and chowder, then feed me that. <laughs> beans and chowder equals nuggets and doozies. <laughs> That's right. It's all full circle. <laughs> You see what I did there? So I my did. father is a baseball coach for the Babe Ruth League. Now they're going to fire him after anybody hears sure. this online. He's done it for like 30-something years. So he started when my my brother was little, and 
he would coach my brother's teams, but he would take me with him to the games. And here's two stories with this, two stories I'm going to combine. So one game. I guess I just won't talk today. Because you just won't talk. You're going to sit there and look very pretty, which is what you do very well, according to everybody who sees your pictures. Keep it in your So anyway, anyway, he takes me to the game and uh, he's babysitting me and he's all in the game and blah, blah, blah. And I go over and I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to, there's no bathroom around there. And my father's like, just go between those trucks over there. There was like a junkyard with all these big semis that were just parked in there. My father, like he would be arrested today if you knew his parenting style. Like, just go over there between the trucks. So I fully went over between the trucks in like broad daylight. And I, I copped a squat like a good 12 year old and at that moment, women were walking like three golden retrievers in that lot for some reason. And they came right by and I was like, oh, and I got all nervous and I ducked underneath one of the semis. So I squatted underneath the semi. But at that point, I had peed in my pants. Again, physics, the trajectory. Yeah, I don't know how a vagina works. So um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So my yeah. question is, so your dad has taken you to... Stephen Avery's house to <laughs> yeah. play baseball. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so and there's there were no a lot of SUVs back yeah, there. And there are, there's no bathroom <laughs> for a bunch of children who are like basically puppies that have to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. all the time. No. No bathroom. So there's anywhere. so who's who's the planner of that park? That's amazing. <laughs> Mr. Buzzle. That was the name <laughs> of the park. And the well, other Mr. time, Mr. Buzzle he, probably never had to pee, or he had to depends. Yeah. Well, it just recycled itself in I his guess. own body. At that very same park, um, he he was coaching a game, and there was like a um, a playground on the same area. So I went over to the playground alone, like you do, sure, in the eighties. And uh, all of a sudden, I realized I was like, the sun is going down. And I went over to the playground, and it was I went over to the ballpark. It was empty. It was done, gone. Game was done. My father and my brother were nowhere to be found. He completely forgot me at the ballpark. Mm. He left me behind. And here's the insult to injury. He took my brother out for ice cream and still never made the connection that I wasn't with him. The 80s. (laughs) And he went back home and he walks in the front door. My mother goes, where's Aaron? And he went, and he ran out the door and he got back in the car. But resilient child I was, I had already started to walk home. And then I saw a white station wagon come peeling around the corner and up onto the sidewalk. I just have this vision of you, of you like the resilient child that I am. And then just cut to like this, like, like adolescent girl, with like a long red slip on, just like hooking her way back <laughs> yes, on like yes. lipstick. It's like, <laughs> it's like Reba McIntyre's fancy. You just got like this crushed velvet red dress. You're like, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, how about a ride home? Hey, I'll get a ride home with you for an icy pop. I'll do it, you know, five minutes for a Slurpee. You got any pixie sticks? Hey, little lady, I lost. I'm not now. (laughs) Not now. I found my way right now. Hey, little lady, how much? You got a couple boxes of nerds? (laughs) I'll do it. It's fine. Do you have any chewy sprees? Trade your garbage pail, kids. Yeah. Sprees. I like that I'm just hooking in exchange for 1980s candy. Yeah. I'll do anything for a razzle. Yeah, you have a you have a now and later. Yeah. 
I, I don't do Necco wafers anymore. I don't do that. No, I don't do that. I don't do Necco wafers. What is that, a Mary Jane? What do you think this is, 1965? I make far too much money to even try Necco wafers. I don't wafers. do bitter honey because it gets stuck in my teeth, okay? And you wouldn't enjoy that. <sighs> All right. Printed from my work computer. Oh. The Pantograph, Bloomington, Illinois. Saturday, October 17th, 1964. What is today? Today's the what? October 19th. Oh, uh, two days. Two short. days late. Dear Abby, my husband is a college my husband is a college instructor. He's wonderful in almost every respect, but he's a nut on sports. He's 27 and I'm 26. He was raised on a farm and his dad never let him go f- out for sports and in school because farm chores came first. He's on two softball teams, and when he isn't playing, he's practicing. When softball season is over, it's football. After football, it's basketball. He plays golf in between, and he's good at everything. He likes hockey, too. Hockey's misspelled. Don't tell me <laughs> to you find <laughs> Don't tell me to find myself something to do. We have two boys. One is two years old and the other is three months. I try to be a good kid and go and go to watch my husband whenever he plays. I sat in the bleachers at a hockey game, misspelled, when I was a week overdue with my second and chased my 18th month all over the gym. Someone called my husband to be on a bowling team. Someone called my husband to be on a uh, bowling team and I overheard him say, my wife is unreasonable when it comes to sports. I ask, who is unreasonable? Signed, Sports Widow. Her response, and then I'm going to... I know, because I have questions for you. Dear sports, your husband, in response to who's unreasonable, your husband, be patient. Time will sideline him soon enough, and then he'll learn you're the best sport he has. Oh. Does that mean for fucking? <laughs> is, that what, is that what that means? Which is not a team sport unless you live in the suburbs and you're a swinger. Uh, how did she spell hockey? H-O-C-K-I-E with a heart? H-O-C-K-Y. Oh, no. And then my other favorite thing is I try to be a good kid. She's 26. Oh. She's not 18. Yeah, but still. I try to be a good kid. I try to be a good kid. I like to try to spell things like hockey. Maybe you should focus on your grammar and less on your husband's intramural sports. (laughs) God damn it. When he's not done playing hockey. What do you think he's doing on the side? Do you think this is his way of working something out? I don't know. I, I don't understand how you can be so obsessed with this. Well, going from sport to sport to sport? Like, or I mean, just watching the idiots at the, the driving range. I'm like, calm down. Oh. Like, what's with the golf shirt? Don't You're at a driving bring range. the driving range into it because you know how I feel. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I love it. This is our thing that we're going to do now. We're going to go to the driving range. And well, we're our- certainly not going to go now. Yes, we are. It's a perfect time to go. Is it open? Yes. Oh, when does it close? When it snows? I don't know if it ever closes. People get very committed to their game. Well, you can't do it when it's snowing. You'd be outside. surprised. I mean, they can't find the balls until spring, but, you know. Well, sometimes I can't either. <laughs> there is no can't in my words. Oh, in my just a- vocab. Oh. Is just a disgusting. Uh, so she's a sports widow of a different kind. Every article I was finding, the sports widows were like, 
my husband watches football every Sunday when we should be spending quality time going to church and blah, 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 60s, blah, blah. But this guy, is, is he's running away from something. I feel like he's just trying to keep himself busy so he doesn't have to go home to the kids and the wife who can't spell hockey. I think he's just 26, 27. Yeah. That's he's what just going do. from sport to sport This is to why sport. you don't get married so young. Exactly. You wait until you're like us, 63 years old and ready to fall off the vine. Ready to, uh, oh yeah, fall on my, <laughs> I'm 63 and I'm ready to fuck. Do I have anything more to say on this? Do I have? I'm sorry. <laughs> There's our new t-shirt. I'm 63 and I'm ready to I'm fuck. I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> I'm 63 is on the front and the rest is on the back. So it, it, we don't want to shock him. So it confuses the people who are walking behind them, like on an escalator or whatever. She looks great for sixty-three. Oh shit! <laughs> she definitely she likes a fuck. <laughs> you can check out DearPodOfficial.com, where you can buy your very own sixty-three and ready to fuck T-shirts and tank tops and baby tees. Always a baby tee for your baby. <laughs> the baby, little baby one onesies. That would be the sixty-three. <laughs> then you turn the baby over to Burpit, and I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> like, ma'am, that is that is a horrible onesie. And then, <laughs> then you just open up your jacket. I'm wearing a onesie too. We're matching. Doesn't that count? We have to take our family photos today. It was either this or jeans with no shoes on. Like every goddamn family photo. When, you, when it's Christmas time and you get those Christmas cards, you're like, really? White button-down shirt, denim, no shoes, you're on a beach? How original! God damn it, Kardashian. Look, we're on a beach and you're not. Fuck Look off. at us being a good family. The only thing I want to see is like a tsunami brewing in the background. <laughs> now that would be good. <laughs> then I'd applaud. I do like those those wedding pictures where people are like superimposed like uh, like the Jurassic Park dinosaur. With the hands like, over the hands? And they're like running. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, and this is a PSA with the holidays coming up, get innovative with your Christmas cards this year, people. For the love of God, if you ever are on a staircase with your family, think twice. What? That's my PSA. I, that's another one. It's always like a family on a staircase. You're all sitting on a staircase and you're all looking at the camera and you're all smiley and basic. Well, if you have 24 people that you need to take a picture of. There that's... has to be a better way. That's how we take my nieces and nephews. They're all lined up on the stairs. Oh, did I just offend your family? I don't give a shit. But I mean, like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's how you get 24 people in a row to get to into fit one into the picture. Shot. Yeah. Okay, well, form a mount as opposed to like the Kennedys, where they're all lined up on the side, and you're like, "She's dead. He's dead. She's dead. He's dead." You know, he's drunk in a puddle of his own puke. That's more the Kennedys. Not there. Doesn't matter. I was just saying, invisible. Someone was talking to me the other day from work. And she's like, I'm in Hyannisport near the, the compound. I said, oh, yes. I said, if you're ever lost, don't get a ride home. <laughs> don't, don't be like, I'll take, my, I'll take my chances. And if it flips, then you can get out. You're in shallow water. You can do this. All right. All right. I am moving along. Please do. To the Logansport Pharaohs Tribune. We haven't had this one Pharaohs. yet. From Logansport, Indiana, April 10th, 1978. Some football players prefer girdles. Again, not burying the lead. Sure. Already she's given it all away. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, regarding the letter about the transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> I should just stop right there and walk away. <laughs> God damn it, the 70s were funny. 
When I first read it, I thought any guy who would wear ladies' underwear must be half nuts. <laughs> At least half nuts. Half... Well, I mean, it's not. Is this a punning article? Is this for real? I got one nut hanging out. <laughs> He's half nuts. You're not wearing your spanks right. The very next day, I saw something interesting in the Los Angeles Herald. The Los Angeles Herald Examiner. We're not doing this again this week. Four members of the Oklahoma State University football team wear long leg panty girdles. The only one who would allow himself to be named was Terry Miller, the hard running halfback. What a description. <laughs> what, a, what a weird adjective. That was our first spit take on the air, and I feel like attention must be paid for a second. Good old Terry Miller, that hot running halfback, wearing his panties like a man. <laughs> He's half nuts. Wow. <laughs> That's oh, got a pinch. <laughs> the hard running halfback. Oh. Miller doesn't wear the girdle for TV commercials like Joe Namath and his pantyhose. What? What is going on? Did Joe- I even read this article beforehand? <laughs> Joe Namath had pantyhose commercials? Yes, he did. What? Where was I? I didn't do any of my research on this. I barely read this. He wears it in his practice and during games to prevent leg injuries. The girdle keeps muscles from knotting up, applying equal pressure and support in all muscles from the kneecaps to the waist. Ooh, the girdles first showed up in the team's locker room about a year ago at the suggestion of the team physician, Dr. Don Cooper. The names of the other three girdle wearers were withheld until the next of kin could be notified. Like they died, reported Daily Oklahoman sports columnist Bob Hurt. He broke the story. The girdles are purchased in extra large sizes at a local department store. There were a few snickers when the boys first put them on, but after a while of snickering, after a while the snickering stopped. Girdles, it seems, do a better job and are a lot less trouble than wrapping the legs. Print this, Anne. It may prove helpful to others. Signed, L.A. Reader. Dear L.A., thanks for the tip. Girdles are also worn by truck drivers and other he-men who need back support. There's really nothing sissy about it. Real men are more concerned with their physical well-being than with their image of masculinity. And men are more concerned about one of their testes staying nice and supported (laughs) and the other one dangling out of their manty-panties. Waiting to be swatted with a stick like a pinata. Punched like a speed bag, like I said last week. I, I, there's a lot to unpack in this. Joe Namath had a pantyhose commercial? He was in a pantyhose commercial. Can I look this up for a minute? I don't know if you can, but you can try. Joe Namath pantyhose. Joe Namath pantyhose. Was it called Joe Namath pantyhose? I'm Joe Namath and I endorse this pantyhose. Oh, no. look at that. There it is. I think it was like with legs or something. Why? Oh, I get it. Now, I don't wear pantyhose, but a beauty mist can make my legs look good. Imagine what they'll do for yours. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, everything looks better through beauty mist. Beauty mist? Uh, And then they have a woman come out of nowhere and start making out with them, just to prove that he's not gay. Did you see that? Mm. Well, I mean, I, I I wouldn't think that he would be. 
But I like that they started. He doesn't started. say he wears them. He says that if they can make my legs look good. In fact, he starts the commercial by saying, I don't wear pantyhose. I don't wear this shit. <laughs> Unless it's Friday night at unless 8 p.m. I'm, unless I'm robbing a bank and it's over my head. I don't wear pantyhose unless I'm in the middle of a game. <laughs> wow. I don't wear pantyhose unless I've got a dress and some kick-ass heels. Beauty mist. Beauty I also mist. like the name of the pantyhose. Beauty mist. That sounds disgusting. Well, I'm sorry. I just had a beauty mist between my legs. My nuggets and doozies create a lot of beauty mist in this room. <laughs> what is that? Beauty mist? What does that smell? Oh, June. Is that Gouda? Take a shower. I can smell your beauty mist from the kitchen. Sorry, I just beauty misted all over your couch. You know what would have been better? If he paired that with Jean Nate. <laughs> hey, I think you should do an article now. Would you like to do your article? I would love to, but look at Diana DeGarmo, a.k.a. <laughs> oh my God, she Giraffe. does. Wait, I this, have to take a picture, picture of this. this I don't one. know, the sketch, this... Uh, Re- uh, sketch reporter. This is going on the instant Twitter. Oh. Anyway. Oh my God. Every picture of Dear Abby is crime sketch reporter yeah, or whatever that is. Is uh, vastly different from the one before. It really is. We have no consistent look for for how she actually appears. Right. So this is from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, Wednesday, November twentieth, nineteen sixty three. She needs a past defense by mm-hmm. Abigail Van Buren. Dear Abby. I'm a, f- I'm a girl of 14, and I love to play football. I have quite a few girlfriends who play tackle football with me every Friday night and Saturday <laughs> night. Kinky. If girls can play tackle football as well as boys and are willing to take the chance of getting hurt, why don't they let girls play on the team? Signed, Left Out. Dear Left, it's bad enough when a boy gets his teeth kicked out. Contact sports are not for young women. You'll learn... You'll- You'll have to learn how to intercept a pass some other way. Oh. Oh, I guess what. <laughs> Entendre, Abby. Oh, oh, Abby. Oh, Entendre, get in the house. You look like you're a mess. Um, That is terrible advice. That is sexist advice. That now, I was, I'm a little surprised that she would say something like that. My cousin is a, a, a gal. She's a hockey player. She plays with the guys. Hockey is an aggressive sport, too. Shit, they get really slammed up against those, what do they call them, sideboards? I, think I don't it's know. called Saturday, <laughs> the Lacrosse manhole. Lacrosse is none of my business. I don't, I don't know from hockey. Sure. H-O-C-K-Y. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? I mean, well, now everything that's coming out about football. She seems football, more of a prissy girl. The girl who wrote to Abby. Her? Oh, yeah. She, well, she's a, yeah, she's a delicate flower. Yeah. There's no doubt. She's got some misty legs herself. She's beauty misty. Uh, and she's, she's like, a pearl grabber. She's what? She's a pearl grabber. Mm. <gasps> That's a good drag name. Pearl grabber? Yes. I'll put that on the list. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, what year was this? 1963. Oh, this is before we all discovered that football is killing people's brains and well, making they, guys kill their the last, wives. That's like the last five years. Yeah, only recently they've been like, wait a minute. There's some sort of connection between all these football players murdering wives. We've trained all these guys to run super fast and then slam into one another. And isn't it strange that all of their heads are now taking on the shapes of their helmets? Hmm. Tom Brady used to be hot. Do you know who Tom Brady is? Let's start basic. Oh, you would think Tom Brady was gorgeous. He's married to Giselle Bunchen. 
Two people I don't care about. <gasps> because they don't care about you. No, it's because I don't find either one attractive. He looks like he uh, works in the field with his teeth. <laughs> what? What? Like, <laughs> like shucking like, corn? Yeah. It looks like you could turn him upside down and you could use him as a hoe. Oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, I'm just using my Tom Brady. <laughs> no, literally, I'm using Tom Brady. Get out in those fields with your Would Tom Brady. Would someone seated while I'm using Tom Brady? I'm aerating the fields with Tom Brady's face. <laughs> You think that I think he's he he was cute, but something is happening within the last few years where his looks are not what they were. And I feel like like him and Peyton Manning, their heads are shaped like their helmets now. Is Peyton Manning um is he the one that's on um those nationwide commercials? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ew. What? <laughs> If you keep making that voice, you're going to get stuck in it. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry here. That's right. <laughs> you can't pivot from Peyton Manning as Buffalo Bill into John Travolta. That is too much of a leap. Do you understand me? Even for me, I can do that's too much of a leap, which I did a switch leap once off stage at Palace Theater. I never walked again. We have a new segment. Thanks from the law firm. And by a new segment, oh. I mean we have a segment. That has is three weeks deep now. Oh, it's it's three fingers deep. Are you ready to give me the ticker tape? It's time. It's time for the moth report. It's time to call my mother and find out what the weather is like where she's standing. Are you ready for this weather report? These are nuggets and doozies that we're delivering you this week, so here we go. Let's find out what she's got to say. We are on the air. But you should be in good mood today. Caller, are you on the air? Oh, that was so aggressive. Hello. Well, hello. How are you doing this fine Saturday? Oh, I am fine, thank you. I am sitting on the shore of Pine River Pond in New Hampshire, and it is a crystal clear fall day. It is gorgeous. New Hampshire, eh? Yes, um, I am communing with nature. Young Patty um, here has never been to the state of New Hampshire, and he mispronounced Nashua last week. We should oh. make fun good of God. him. Good God. What did he say? Nashua. Nishua. <laughs> She's laughing uh, you at you. Bring him up here sometime. <laughs> I know. I'm going to bring him up there to commune with nature, just like you. Well, I was uh, I was communing with nature yesterday. I was out with my little handy handheld leaf blower, <laughs> and I was blowing leaves. And were you I blowing saw... your burning bush? No, no, no. That's that stays. I'm just talking about the stuff on the deck, and I saw this shadow overhead, and I almost. What the heck was that? I, I couldn't believe it. It was like a huge bird, and I think it was that eagle that's been hanging around here. And the bald he eagle dropped whatever he was carrying <gasps> right in front of me. That was and a I, threat. That was a warning. He works for the mafia. You know, he dropped oh a mouse, and he says, "You're next, lady." Yeah, I believe. Well, he was big enough; he could carry me. So I went berserk. What did and, he drop uh, in front of you? It was a mouse. A dead mouse. Uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't see any like place where he might have at anything yet. But uh, uh, I, I thought it, it wasn't there a minute ago, and here he is. And uh, so your father had to come to the rescue, and I went in the house. <laughs> Did you scream? And I said enough communing, enough. Com and now I, I didn't scream. I I just went Jack. You know my usual. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Everybody talks like they're in a Do comic book. Do something about that. Do something about that. There's so a thing that he dropped. Flipped it into the woods. 
and all is well. Oh, and back to <laughs> nature back it goes. I'll today and blow some more leaves. And uh, this thing is cool. It runs out of uh, gas. Or, well, it's on a battery. It runs out in 15 minutes. And then you get to sit and take a coffee break. Oh, while you're waiting for it to charge up again. So oh, it's good. cool, man. You know, a, yeah. a leaf blower that only lasts for 15 minutes. Yes. Is there anything better? Um, <laughs> Is but... there anything better, Patty? Would you like to add anything here? <laughs> Something that could last about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel you wanting to say something over there. And I just want to give you the in. I, oh. Is this thing on? Hello. So, hey, what's what's the weather doing there? Is it, what's, well, what's it happening? Well, is, it's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. I think it's nice in your neck of the woods, too. It is. It's a gorgeous, uh, cloudless yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a chance of clouds and showers tomorrow. But the sun will be back on Monday. Oh, and, okay. And, uh, yeah, the days are so short now. It's kind of like, ugh. But it got down to 30 degrees last night up here, so oh. we're going to be closing up pretty soon. But the weather is, is is perfect, and everything is... Well, we missed the peak season. We This is the first time we've ever missed peak foliage. You haven't been uh, able to be a leaf peeper? No, I haven't been up here in a couple of weeks, so uh, it's kind of nice to get up here. There's not a sound, not a soul. You're really, you're really in the woods in here, but it's very pretty. So nobody's bothered by your leaf blowing? No, no. This this is a this is a wimpy leaf blower. This isn't the kind that you hang on your back. It's just a those hair dryer. Are the, those are the annoying ones. This that's right. It sounds more like a hair dryer. So and it works works just fine for me. Well, good. I'm glad <laughs> to hear I get it. To say yes, I helped. I did some work around the house. So I'm until good. a mouse was dropped in front of you as yes. a, a yes, failed I mean, threat. Like that thing. I think I scared that eagle as much as he scared me. So. Uh, <laughs> I saw, he just wanted I a quiet like place to eat this thing, uh, and he wanders I mean, in the cove. The, given the time of year, seeing something fly over you that actually gives shade, I started thinking, vampire! <laughs> <laughs> and it all tracks. So the rest of the day, we're just going to do some more work and um, observe the beautiful weather. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. Yes. So tomorrow yes. is rainy, and Monday will be clear again. Yes, it will. Okay. Yes, I'm all confused. Today feels like... No, it actually feels like Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday, isn't it? I, I think, lost, I think I retired, it is. I don't know what day of the week isn't it is. Isn't that the beauty of retirement that you get to stop counting the days anymore? Yeah, actually, I didn't really think I'd uh, utilize that, but uh, I, it's coming in handy. A calendar? So actually, right now, we're just going over our last will and testament because we got, the, uh, we got stuff from the lawyer, so we just have to review it and make sure everything's okay. Uh, you know, so, nothing says and, a beautiful and, full day like going over your final <laughs> wishes. Yes, well, the good news is that we're giving Alan permission to pull the plug. You don't have to have Oh, yay! Do I don't have to worry <laughs> oh, about... Christmas oh, came early. I sure did. And here I was worried about what you were going to get me well, for you Christmas. Well, you forward to it. Never mind. <laughs> Patty, do you want anything now? Because now's the time to claim something from time. my parents. No, I'm okay. What do you want? I'm making a list. She's I'll got... probably take that leaf blower if you keep it plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put aside the leaf blower hair dryer okay, for Patty. Okay, yours, Patty. <laughs> and uh, I'll take it the rest. It also comes with a weed whacker, too. Oh, Maybe that'll I'll come in for some trimming. Gym. Yeah, you can do your sides with the weed whacker. Yeah, Or yeah. that, too. Your fade. Okay, all oh. right. Yours, Pat. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Now you can finish that and sign it. We thank you very much for the Moth Report this week. You now I know that I do you not have welcome. to pull the plug. Oh, God. Yes. So That's much stress. That's good news. So it is a good day. So you guys have a wonderful rest of the weekend. All right. And I will catch up with you 
at some point, okay? Okay, I'm going to pull <laughs> the plug on this phone call right now. All right, I am. I'm legally allowed to do that. Bye, Jim. Love you guys. Love you. Have a blessed day. Bye bye. If you don't hang up, she's going to keep saying bye, just for the record. Sometimes to get off the phone with my mother, it's like, all right, okay, bye. All right, bye. See ya. Okay, see ya. Konnichiwa. Talk to you later. <laughs> Buenos dias. Au revoir. <laughs> get off the phone. What are we doing at Epcot? <laughs> why are we constantly saying goodbye in different languages? Oh, I was like, why is, what's the Epcot reference? It took me a minute. No, that's Small World, the ride. I don't know. I don't know. I've been there once. All right. We've had, we've done our articles. We've done our moth reports. Right. What's correct. the next logical step? Job search. No, I'm sorry. And <laughs> um, after we get off LinkedIn, we're going to do listener, listener mail. Listener mail. You listener, got something to say. Oh, we got something to say. That was the. <laughs> that was Liza's last notes at the palace. Oh my god. I thought you were Edith Bunker from All in the Fam. I had to back so far off the microphone for that. Oh, I think I just threw a cord out. Ooh, I taste blood. All right. This week, we've got a couple listener mail questions, and we want your questions. Please, please send them to us. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. It's just that easy. You write to us with any issues that you have, and we give you the answers the best we know how. Damn it. <laughs> that was the sound of my career falling to the ground. What was that? And now that that's already what landed. Was that rat like he was? That was the mouse that they dropped in front of my mother. <laughs> hey, it's a mouse this time, lady, but I can't promise next time it won't be a raccoon. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> this is my lake. <laughs> Dear Pod. All right. How can I deal with my mom who is planning to have a giant yard sale and wants to sell many of my things? I am a 34-year-old man that just happens to live at home with his mom. I have caught her going through my room and my things. She brings them into the garage and puts a price tag on them. What I am most mad about is that she is asking such cheap prices for my great things. If she wants to sell my stuff at her garage sale, she should at least be asking big bucks and giving me the money she makes on them. How can I tell her to step up the yard sale pricing? Signed, Ripped Off in Richmond. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm going in. All right. All right. Dear Ripped, I'll tell you what I told my jewels at his last failed eye test at the DMV. You're focusing on the wrong things. You're a 34-year-old man living with his mother, and you're worried about how much she's charging to sell you commemorative Star Wars glasses from McDonald's? <laughs> Maybe you should get off your hamburger phone and read the room. <laughs> Did you ever think this is your mother's not-so-subtle way of telling you to get out of the house? And good for her. This woman is my hero. She's figured out a passive-aggressive way to oust a freeloading son and make some money in the process. Who is your mother, Susie Orman? <laughs> what a great way to get your baby bird to leave the nest. If you were my kid, I would bring your whole bed to the curb with you still sleeping in it and put out a sign that says, Free Stuff. But since you're so concerned with the economics of the situation, here's my question for you. Do you pay rent? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Then consider this a fair trade agreement. 
your mother gets to sell your light, bright, and creepy troll doll collection for whatever price she deems fair in order to keep the lights on and a roof over your head. And you get to continue to live under said roof until you can procure a job at a GameStop and get out of your mother's hair. Seems like a good deal to me. And if I were you, I'd start sifting through my old Hot Wheels and Transformers and Alice in Chains t-shirts and Sweet Valley High books and Velvet Clown paintings and start looking for your old Beanie Babies to sell to speed up this moving process. Focus on getting your own nest. Then you can have your own tag sale and charge whatever prices feel fair for your Transformers and Nintendo 64s and Cancun 96 shot glasses and Knight Rider t-shirts and Tamagotchis and Discmen and Chain Wallets and Season 6 and 7 of My Two Dads on VHS. I'll even send you 50 cents in a self-addressed stamped envelope for that last one. And! Wow. Yeah. Opinions, opinions, opinions. Opinions are all we have. Yeah, and like Salt and Pepper says, opinions are like assholes, and everybody's got one. I don't think Salt and Pepper was the first person to say that. <laughs> well, I don't even, uh, I don't even know what you're saying right now. Of course they are. They did not originate that phrase. Come on, they just put it to music. What? No, no. Yes, it's true. I think it was Ben Franklin who once said, "Opinions are like assholes, <laughs> and everybody's got one." Now, where do I sign? Now, where are my door knocker earrings? Where's my key and my kite? Wasn't that Ben Franklin? Yeah. Okay. I'm not one for history. All right. All right. Here is what uh, Abigail Van Buren has responded with. Uh-huh. Dear Ripped Off in Richmond, let me start by saying that your mother isn't filming Antique Roadshow in your garage, sweetie, so I wouldn't be expecting big bucks coming to you from your Plastic Mouth Wizard 1000, <laughs> your Tony and Tina Dude Tawanda DVD, or your Mint Condition Magic Fingers collection set with complete removable thumb. Your mother is hosting a garage sale, a garage sale where things usually aren't marked higher than 50 bucks. And I know that there is no shame that you live at home with your mom, but it is her house and you know the old adage, as long as you're in her house, you play by her rules. So I suggest collecting all of your things that you don't want her to touch. The musical massage wand, lotions of the Lord mouth away, and the flammable ball gag that should already be under lock and key anyway. Put them in a small small safe under your bed and hold on to that key for dear life. I remember when I was a child and our mother used to go through our room all the time, tossing out old socks, broken toys, or things we simply didn't use anymore. My room was an easy sweep. A doll, a dress, some weathered saddle shoes. Then my mother went across the hall. That is where the devil made a special appearance. I can remember my mother's scream till this very day. She was horrified finding what my sister had been storing underneath her bed. Several pairs of soiled men's underpants, assorted cigarettes from Cools to Pall Malls, a lacy garter, a revealing picture of Father McBride, a string of rather large vibrating pearls that smelled incredibly foul, and a signed copy of Guzzler's Wild. Oh, and a jar of hair, still undetermined if it was animal or human. Needless to say, none of those items made it to the family garage cell, but you better believe that a bleach party happened in that room that evening, it rivaled the, sea, the scene in E.T., the extraterrestrial, complete with hazard suit, hazmat suits and bright lights. Getting back to the subject, Richmond, maybe don't wait for your mother to tag your stuff and, and beat her to the punch. Set aside a few items on your 227 TV tray with little tags of each item that you would like her to sell. The key is to be reasonable with your pricing. You can't charge $45 for a used mouth guard that may or may not have been used by Marlo Thomas. This isn't Fifth Avenue, honey. 
So start small, asking $4 for your Smurf, your Smurf color forms and $3 for a scratch and sniff Hooters holiday calendar. Also, if you're not paying mama rent, she's the one that's getting ripped off. There's nothing wrong with an autographed copy of Guzzler's Wild. I just sold it on eBay for $25.60 to someone who will appreciate that after the fact. And I had to hide my Pall Malls under there to keep them away from you. <laughs> Bitch! I don't know if she answered the question, but she did have some opinions. You know what scares me is that our Google searches are probably identical. What you mean? Uh... If I were to look at your Google search, it would be like 1980s gifts, and that's what's on mine. And uh, it, yeah, we're the same person. We just don't talk to each other during the week, you mm. and I. And that's what terrifies me, is that we kind of land on the same things without even trying. Do you also Google, if I had a heart attack in the middle of Central Park, who would help me? Because that's, no, that's no, my reason. No, I, I didn't. Oh, but um, okay. Maybe you should do that now. But I did. Let me let me just see my Google search. All right. Hey, healthiest yogurts. There we go. You are doing that, and I am googling healthiest yogurts. Yeah. Yeah. Shall I read the next? Please do. Listen to Mal. Listen to Mal. This is entitled Xmas Question, and we will go back to Xmas and how I feel about it. Okay. Xmas question. Dear Pod, with the holidays around the corner, I find myself getting anxious. I'm currently out of work, but I, but I still want to provide a good holiday for my loved ones. Some of them have very expensive, expensive taste, and I know they would not be happy with a homemade gift that, quote unquote, came from the heart. How do I handle the shopping anxiety of the holiday season? Stores are already putting out their decorations, and it's not even Halloween. Signed, one holiday at a time, please. Oh, okay. I think we're probably going to have very similar thoughts on this. We might. Okay. And this also, I think we've talked about gift giving in general. Yes. I mean in general. <laughs> Did you mean to say that? <laughs> gift giving in genitals. <laughs> Maybe that's where we're missing the, the mark. I we mean, need to start giving pictures, people genitals. Yeah, here's a picture of my genitals before and after <laughs> using your mom's pictures. weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my mother's burning bushes, okay? All right. So here's what Abby has to say. <clears throat> Dear One Holiday, Happy Halloween-skivingmas. That's what they should call it. Bum-rushing us from one holiday to the next before we have time to change the seasonal wreath on our door. It's like the waiter at the Erie Cafe pulling the plate away just as I'm about to cut into my petite filet. What's the hurry, Federico? <laughs> Being down on your luck during the holidays is a blessing and a curse. For one thing, it shows you what it what is really important in life and how happy you can be with the simplest of things. On the other hand, going without and not being able to afford all the things in the Sharper Image catalog can bring you down. So, what to do, what to do? For starters, any friend of yours that expects a diamond tiara or cashmere throw from Ralph Lauren clearly hasn't been paying attention to you. It's okay to not be Kris Kringle each and every year maxing out your MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Diner's Card, and Discover. I don't know where we have all gone wrong in the holiday season. Laundry lists of gift suggestions, hell, demands, not suggestions, that only a Rockefeller can afford. Just remember this. Jesus, the Son of Christ, got one gift from people. One. And he couldn't even use them. Think about that. All these people came to the birth of Christ 
on Christ, mass, and didn't bring so much as a burping cloth, a rattle, or a diaper. So if anyone ever said anything to you about it, you can always just say, well, it was good, it was good enough for Christ. There is nothing wrong with gifts from the heart or baked goods. I certainly would prefer a tin full of Paula Deen's kitchen sink cookies than the same old blouse my sister keeps giving me year after year after year. I think she went to Costco and bought a pallet of crappy boat neck black blouses that make me look like Mr. Capsalis or TV repairman. My suggestion is that if you do follow your heart, you can't go wrong. If you follow your credit card, you will find yourself like James Stewart as George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life and ready to jump off that bridge in the freezing cold. Maybe come up with a holiday signature gift, whether it's a great holiday read or, a se- or, or something that you make in the oven. I know a gal who did that same thing and launched a career with her signature chocolate chocolate coffee pecan walnut caramel cookies, a.k.a. cookie crack. What started out as a down-on-her-luck tale resulted in a fairy tale. Well, the moral of this story is, be good to yourself this holiday season, and don't be tempted with the literal onslaught of mixed messaging and guilt that comes from the stores that forces it upon us. That's what your families are for. Cookie crack. Cookie crack. That actually sounds really good right now. I must be hungry because that's all my ears heard during that whole <laughs> answer. Well, funny, funny, you should answer thusly because we have a very similar thought process on this too. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Holiday, boy, do I feel you, honey. We haven't even hit Halloween yet, and I saw the first Christmas commercial of the season. After I threw my television set out the window, I composed myself and got on with the act of sewing mine and Jules's Halloween costumes. This year we're going as a hot dog and a hot dog bun, as the shape of the hot dog is the only costume that can keep Jules's spine straight. (laughs) One year we went as a PB&J sandwich and Jules had an allergic reaction to the peanut butter. I'm hoping he doesn't suddenly develop a pork allergy before the 31st. Halloween is my favorite holiday, and it's being eclipsed by the commerce monster that is Christmas. Every year, the push for Christmas starts earlier and earlier. And a word to the ad folks of America out there. If I see a Christmas commercial for your product in July, not only am I refusing to buy it, I'm going into the stores, wiping my ass with it, and putting it back on the shelf. Sorry for my crass PSA, but it had to be said. In my 187 years on this earth, I've watched Christmas go from a relaxing time with loved ones to an Amazon-fueled feeding frenzy, a crush to accumulate stuff and get stuff for people who don't need more stuff to burn holes in our already smoking credit cards. And for what? Half the crap you get ends up at that other guy's tag sale. What I'm going to propose to you is a bold piece of advice and will take a lot of backbone. More backbone than my poor Jules has. Stop. Just stop. Sit your family down and be honest. This year will be different. For one year, focus on the things that matter. Time together. Tell them due to this year's employment situation, we're going to get back to basics. Everyone in the family will buy one. Only one gift. All names go into a hat and whoever you get, you buy one gift for them. The rest of the emphasis on this ridiculous money-grubbing holiday will go back to where it started. Spending time, not money, with, not on, the people you hold dear. I know it sounds like a stretch, but I think you may be surprised. They will probably be relieved to get off the hook. Everyone, even those with good-paying jobs, feel the monetary stress of this season. It's unnecessary, 
And the only ones who can stop this are us, the consumers. We can choose not to get sucked in by the Walmarts and the Targets and the Best Buys. We can choose to turn off the radio when we hear about doorbusters and Black Friday and Macy's one-day sales that technically happen 360 days of the year. Really, Macy's with the one-day sales. Why don't you just call it one-year sales with five days when the prices are regular? (laughs) Join me, will you? Join in my Christmas crusade. Who will be strong and stand with me? Somewhere beyond the register, there is a land where things are free. If you tune out all the noise, focus on what we really need. Time you with your family and friends and less of greed. That's the alto line. Oh, that, I thought you were flatlining. No. Okay. Damn. Wow. That was vocal. Wasn't it a performance for the days? For the days. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Will the laundry be ready today? Uh. 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 The best part is, is that now it's shorthand and you understand every word he's saying. I do. Well, I think the only way for me to reset my vocal cords after that fantastic performance is with a specialty, specialty cocktail specialty drink. We Jim is putting his liquid in my mouth today. Flatline. She died. Oh, I'm back. What is it? What is it? The what? Oh, it's the Playboy. Ooh, Discovered yes. online by Diapod's consulting mixologist this week. Yes, Ben Jeffrey of the acclaimed Hakuna Hut in the heart of old Broadway. Thank you, Ben Jeffrey, for coming up with the Playboy. Thank you, Ben. For this week's theme of sports, baby, you will need two ounces of gin, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce pineapple juice, a half ounce of Campari, or pomegranate, or cranberry juice. So you have an option for one of those last Cranberry. Shake and serve, as you can hear behind me, into a rocks glass with fresh ice. Garnish with an orange peel. Now, here's the tasting notes. Let's be honest. The best part of any sporting event is gathering with good friends at a venue or a television and enjoying good food and good drinks. I'd never judge you for enjoying a cold beer or a glass of Chardonnay at a ball game or tennis match. But whether you're watching a battle on the gridiron or betting on the ponies, if you wish to enhance your spectating experience, try a Playboy. Rich and refreshing. It's crisp enough for a hot day at the track or the baseball stadium. But pack enough booze and citrus to keep it cold. And scurvy bonus. What does that mean? Away in the heart of football season. Whatever your sporting passion may be, elevate it to the next level and enjoy it like the stinking rich playboy you wish you were. Yeah. Playball! Oh, here it comes. We are getting our very own Playboys. These look very pretty and Oh! It looks not unlike last week's cocktail, the Sister Mary Rose. Sister Mary. Remember her? Chin Chin. I have a Sister Robert Mary. And a Sister Joyce. Goal! Megutha. Megutha, Jim. Back. Is lovely, and you know what? This is a morning cocktail. This is not only a morning cocktail; it feels like summery. It's very 
That is just great. It's citrusy. It, you know what? It punches you like, in the back of your throat, right? This is like the best breakfast beverage. Ever. This What's the really main good. thing? It's gin. Gin is the main... Is this pineapple? No, pineapple juice, too. Pineapple juice. Pineapple. Did you not just hear the laundry list of things that you got to put in here? Did you put Campari uh, or pomegranate? Pomegranate. This is, right now, what we're tasting is with the pomegranate. And I can't say enough wonderful things about such a versatile berry. I've always loved Playboy, especially when I used to masturbate to it with two other gentlemen. Oh, God. Wait, Thinking Playboy? It, it's a long story. Oh, was this a thing that you, you kind of had to like go along with the punches? Sure. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> He's half nuts. <laughs> um, they were playing a wrestling match. Who was? At the bar last night where I was doing my show. And uh, who was? Stand Up New York. I was at Stand Up New York last night. And in the bar, they have two screens going and it's always sports, but they were doing wrestling matches. And there was a girl, they shot to a girl in the audience who opened up her mouth and she had elastics. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I instantly got transported back to 12-year-old me being like, oh, the gamey elastics to try to, like, align your jaw. Yeah. I thought that we had come further with our dental work me at too. this point. Do you remember when people used to put colors on their braces? Yeah, the, this like, is dressing Like, look, my school colors. I'm like, it looks like you just went down and on somebody. And blew a smurf. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that does not help you out. What a terrible thought. My orthodontist um, would smoke cigars before he would work on your teeth. There's a good idea. And my other favorite part is he didn't use gloves. Ew! <laughs> he didn't use gloves? No. <laughs> what? So you, like, tasted you cigar when he put... Uh-huh. So he put his fist in your mouth and you were like, ooh, you had the Rocky Patels today. You're like, I didn't know you were cheating on your wife with Cindy at the desk. Oh, Patrick! Ew! Why do you say things this early that make my chest I think I should read. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. It's time. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't make this shit up, so somebody's going to tell you all about this. Hey, what just happened about a few seconds ago? Uh, there seems to be a gentleman sitting over on that bench was standing next to Jim, and he decided to pee on Jim's feet. I love New York. Yeah, camera. I love New York. He pees on the feet of people. He peed on my feet. Say hi. <laughs> there you go.